This is Taylor Talk, the number one Taylor Swift podcast brought to you by taylortalk.org. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 117 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast. My name is Adam. I'm Diane. I'm Michelle. And I'm Steve. We've got Michelle back in the studio with us. Hi, Michelle. Hi, how are you guys? Good. 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 Thanks for having me back. Well, you know, it happens from time to time. Occasionally guests come back. They sometimes make the cut. Oh, well, I'm glad that <laughs> I lived up to your expectations. You can actually thank Shannon, not me. Oh. Shannon <laughs> is a listener that actually emailed in and she said she loves you. So. Oh, my gosh. Oh. That's so nice. Thank you, you have Shannon. A fan. <laughs> Someone likes Michelle. <laughs> that's more than I can say. <laughs> <laughs> no, Aww, Steve, in all fairness, Shannon see. actually did go through every host and offer compliments. Maybe I'll forward it to you. I probably should have. Uh, really? When did this happen? Oh, you know, a few days ago. Why don't you tell us these things? Why should I? Because like, he's the one that checks like, the email. all these good compliments. <laughs> but that's because he's the only one with the password. No. He holds the keys to the kingdom. The keys to the kingdom. Well, then. Here's something you may also not know, Diane, is we actually have a survey on taylortalk.org. Have you seen it? Yes, I have. Please don't take it. It's not for you. Uh, anyway, <laughs> the survey's in place, guys, for those of you who want to offer us feedback and let us know what changes we can make and things like that. And I, I just came across something I just wanted to address really quick because somebody asked uh, or answered rather on the question, what changes would most improve Taylor Talk? They said pics, as in pictures, of Taylor Talk podcast staff or partial facial pics. And I did want to point out that on taylortalk.org, on the About page, there actually are pictures of all of us, uh, Michelle excluded, because she's just a guest, but maybe she'll be on there one day. Oh, she will. One can only hope. Someday. Yeah. Well, <laughs> either way, I just wanted to point out the fact that those photos are there if you're ever curious to see how um, how goofy looking we are in person. <laughs> We're not goofy. We're cute. Right? <laughs> well, Diane's not goofy looking. Nope. Oh, thank you, Michelle. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just, uh, just us guys. Yeah. Well, on on another sad note, we predicted last episode, we all kind of had the feeling Taylor would get an Oscar nomination, and she didn't. So I'm kind of sad about that. Yeah, that is sad. Yeah. And especially after the Golden Globes, too. It was kind of like a letdown, and we were hoping for something with the Oscars and another letdown. But Yeah, but now we probably yeah. got uh, listeners of the future listening to episode 116 now and being like, they're wrong, those dummies. <laughs> hey, there's... Well, we didn't know. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with having hope. Okay. Well, she's now she's still got something that she can work toward, you know, because she's already won so many awards. True. That's true. I was just sad for this year. Well, yes, of course. Yeah. It was disappointing. All right. So before we go on with our awesome episode for you guys, we got an analysis on Innocent. We got a game, a brand new game that we've never played before here and all kinds of cool stuff. Trying out our new format because as we announced on the last episode, we will not be doing the midweek episodes for a while. So we're trying to make these ones packed with as much fun as possible for you guys. But before we really get into it, there's something interesting I came across Sophie emailed in and, you know, occasionally I like to share emails with you guys. I don't hide all of them from you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she actually shared an email she got from a contest that was trying to recruit her to enter. And it said, Dear Sophie, join the ranks of singer-songwriter Taylor Swift. 
who was published as a top 10 winner by Creative Communication when she was in fifth grade. It all starts with one word and a dream. We wanted to drop you a line and tell you about the upcoming contests and pass on some other information. And I thought that was really interesting to come across that the you guys remember because it's been a trivia question, Monster in My Closet, the poem mm-hmm. that Taylor wrote way mm-hmm. back in elementary school. That contest that she won actually still uses her name to promote their contest. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny and that, just wanted that to share that's it. Pretty well, cool. that's probably really effective. Right. I, it probably is. They're probably like, you can be the next Taylor Swift if you <laughs> enter our poetry contest. Very nice. Only, well, it's a little tougher than that. <laughs> it's a good start, yeah, though. slightly. It's a good start. So following up with last week's episode, we did – speculate about the idea of taylor getting a star on the hollywood walk of fame michelle did you listen to the episode are you even keeping up um <laughs> Ooh, burn on the spot i've i've had <laughs> some stuff going on i just got back from vacation mm. i'm sorry mm-hmm. I'll, i promise i vacation will... airplanes perfect time for listening no, to taylor it wasn't talk. an airplane it was a car ride and as even I... better you have more That's time even more time yeah michelle. but i like to listen to music in car rides mm. on car rides Michelle's in the doghouse right now uh, for anyone out there listening. But anyway, we did talk about that and we've gotten a ton of support from you guys. Like a lot of people are responding through Twitter, email, Facebook, even letting us know that you guys would support it. So we're looking more into that right now. And the other discussion of last week was which songs off of which albums we thought made Taylor most popular. And I was very surprised while we thought the answers were obvious a lot of people are submitting different songs than the ones we suggested, like Swizzle Julie, who said the song which made more people like Taylor in Germany was I Knew You Were Trouble. It was the only song played regularly on the radio. Oh. Now, we did mention I Knew You Were Trouble. However, we thought We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together was the one single song off that album that did the most. And it occurred to me when, when Swizzle Julie tweeted us that we didn't consider international Hmm, that's true. Oops. <laughs> so I knew you were trouble seemed to be the popular one over there in Germany. And at Emmy Jenk said um, that Tay got her with Stay Beautiful and The Best Day, mm. which are, I don't think we talked about either of those, did we? We, we did not. No. But they are and, good uh, songs. And a variety of people um, also sent in other Things, other songs that made them Swifties, but I don't want to get too in-depth into that because it's not really our discussion today. So, Diane, if you could give us the news, we'll get going with the episode. Certainly. Well, first, Teen Vogue interviewed Taylor Swift this week about social media, her style, and her fourth collection for Keds. Taylor said of Keds, When I was a little kid, I had a pair of white Keds I wore everywhere. It was a nostalgic feeling when they asked me to be the inspiration for the collection. You can check out Taylor's Keds collection at taylorswift.com slash kids. That's nice. Yeah. Thank you for that, Diane. Steve, what do we have coming up in the calendar? Okay. On Sunday, January 26th, Taylor Swift will be performing at the 56th Annual Grammy Awards. Uh, She's also nominated for four awards, including Album of the Year. You can watch the Grammys on Sunday, January 26th on CBS at 8 p.m. In addition to the telecast, it's going to be covered at Grammy.com and CBS.com. Awesome. That sounds good, Steve. And we, of course, will be providing full coverage of the Grammys after they end next week. And it'll be published next Monday for your listening ears. 
Any ideas, any further ideas, rather, on what she's going to perform? A new song. Ah. That's what we're hoping for. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think so Why? either, but we can hope. Well, well one, of the thing, just... one of the things that's interesting is um, we mentioned before about how All Too Well seemed like it might be the one and Scott Borchetta responded and all sorts of stuff like that. He also responded to another one that mentioned about Taylor going to the dance studio every day and how what's she going to do dance on the piano when she does all too well or you know obviously it's not all too well if that's the case well steve fill me in because i'm not familiar with that tweet from scott borchette about the dance studio what did he say he just retweeted a fan that tweeted him mentioning about her going to the dance studio and if that's the case why would she do all too well which does make sense if her dance studio stuff is involved with you know, her performance of the Grammys or not, we don't know any of that. Yeah, but Steve, she could be going to the dance studio for any of a million reasons. It could just be her form of fitness. True, but he did Like, rather than it. going to the gym, she goes to dance. True. So. I think that's probably definitely part of why she goes to dance. I just, I don't think that that's how she's going to choose to release a new, a new song. I just, I don't think that's going to happen. So, are we going with something on Red? Something completely different? Or something from an upcoming album? I think it'll be something from Red, because Red is what is nominated. I agree. Michelle I agrees. There you have it. <laughs> I say I say the Grammy stage is too big. You have to go with something new. This is her new. This is her biggest chance to push something new of the upcoming album. But Steve, the upcoming album doesn't exist yet. Yeah, but you can start working for your first single way before your album releases. We've seen that before. Mm. However. Looking at history, Steve, if you look at Red, we are never getting back together. Yes, it did release before Red as an album, but she released it on her own terms, not on someone else's stage. Okay. That's actually a really good point. Um, I agree with that as far as why I don't think that she will choose uh, the Grammys to release a new song. Yeah, and it was also not that far ahead. It was only a month ahead. True. What about you, Diane? Um, Diane doesn't get an like opinion. We've already kind of talked about this. We, we do, but this is like, just. I feel like I've already said my sense. Well, what, what is your what is your answer to that? Um, I feel like it will be a song that 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 we already know because usually her new um, CDs come out in the fall, and we're very very far away from that happening. So I just feel like there would be no point in her seeing something new this soon like it just it, it's it's too far away for it to happen precisely okay i'm outvoted but we'll see you are outvoted steven <laughs> I, I to be honest I, I kind of agree with diane we have kind of killed this discussion to death we've talked about it on several different episodes so before we get into the main discussion as i promised a brand new game for this episode i figured it'd be a fun little icebreaker get you guys loosened up i feel like you guys as my panel are far too tense sometimes like you need a massage or something, or take a cruise. I, I don't know, but you need to loosen up. So we're gonna. I would love to take a yes, cruise. Yes, let's take wanna, a cruise. Do you want to? We do that instead of yes. playing a game. <laughs> See you guys. Yeah, I vote for that. <laughs> a game is far more affordable way to loosen up. So let's play a game. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> so basically, I don't have a name for it yet because I made it up. But it's it has to do with picking a song. It's kind of a pick a song type of game what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna give you guys a movie 
popular movie, give you a brief synopsis of it, and you have to tell me which Taylor Swift song comes to your mind when you think about that movie and why. Ooh, it sounds fun. Does that make sense? Call, why don't we call it If This Was a Movie? Ooh. Wow. Ooh. Boom. Steve Jeez. knows if this was a movie. This is why Steve is on Taylor Talk right here. <laughs> Occasionally he does contribute. <laughs> Mark that on the calendar. I'm done. All right. So who wants to be the first guinea pig of if this was a movie? I'll do it. Diane's got I it. I volunteer. All right. This is a good one for Diane. So the theme of this episode for you, my co-hosts, is Adam Sandler. Uh-oh. Oh, you would do that. Yes, I love Adam Sandler. And not just because he has a very nice name. All right, ready? In the movie, okay. You Don't Mess With the Zohan, Adam Sandler plays an Israeli counter-terrorist who is the best of his kind. He's the absolute best he can catch a bullet with his teeth. But his desire is not to be a military man or in any sort of special ops team. He wants to be a hairstylist in America, which is what he ends up pursuing. In the end, he opens his own salon. Okay. If this was a movie, name that song, Diane. Of just his whole life? No, it has to be a Taylor Swift song. What Taylor Swift song comes to mind when I tell you the story of the movie? Um, oh my god, this is really hard. This game is tough. It wasn't meant to be easy. <laughs> I know, but I feel like I have to come up with something fast, and my bl- my my mind is like drawing a blank right well, now. Well, Steve and I can distract everyone in the meantime. Steve, if this was your, mo- if yeah, this was your you movie, that? would you know what you would want to pick? Mm, not off the top of my head. I, I, want, I want my own question. You will have your own question. <laughs> You want to go to a different person's question and then and then go back to Diane? Diane, throw something out. Come on. <laughs> okay. How about we're never, ever getting back together because he did not like his old job and he wants to <laughs> m- move on to something new. So it's his, like, breakup sort of to his old job. That's actually a good one because in the movie he absolutely refuses because his parents do try and convince him to go back to his old uh, career. Mm-hmm. Whew, I passed. Okay. Good job, Diane. <laughs> well, Diane, there is no wrong answer. It's just an icebreaker, really, to get you thinking about Taylor. I thought this thing was supposed to lower stress, not create new stress. <laughs> no, I got stressed out so much. <laughs> All right, Steve, you ready for this? All right, go ahead. All right. In the movie Fifty First Dates, Adam Sandler lives in Hawaii, and he falls in love with a girl who has a very special condition as a result of a car accident. She can only remember the last day. Every time she goes to sleep at night, everything that happens, she forgets. So somehow he has to make her fall in love with him every single day, take her out on dates every single day, and marry her and have a child. And of course, because every movie has a happy ending, he does eventually accomplish that goal and finds a way to do it. What song does that remind you of? Hmm... Ooh, I actually know how, what song how I would about, pick for that. <laughs> how about Back to December because you're always trying to remember the past? Oh. Okay. It's a good one. Any other reason or just that? That's, that's good enough for me. <laughs> Do you know what I actually would have picked for that that I just thought of? Well, I was, I was almost thinking mine a little bit, but... 
mine's a good one too, especially because it was in Hawaii and at mine they're sitting by the water. Right. But I was actually thinking, stay, stay, stay. Oh. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Uh, I've That's got one good. too. How about begin again? Because every new day oh. begins again. <laughs> they do oh, have to start over every day. That's right. funny. Michelle wins. All right, Michelle, my final guinea pig. Oh, First time we've ever played if this was a movie, and you're the third guinea pig. Ready? All right. In the movie, Anger Management, Adam Sandler is a very modest, humble, shy guy who has internal anger, and he has to go through intense therapy sessions with a loony bin uh, therapist whose practices are very bizarre, like making him get naked for a stress-reducing technique, uh, living in with his home, throwing his plates and breaking them. This is the therapist, mind you, doing this. And in the end, they have a joyous celebration where they sing I Feel Pretty from West Side Story. What Taylor song does it remind you of? Okay, I'm going to need a minute for this. This is... (laughs) Why did you not pick any Adam Sandler movies I've ever seen before? I've never seen any of the three. I know I'm aware of them, but I've never seen any well, of the Steve, three. Well, Steve, that's movies. your problem for not having seen some of his best movies. Yeah, but I have seen Happy two Gilmore, of the, the Waterboy. Yeah, I think that's all I know. <laughs> Dude, he's got a whole No, like, he does. He has variety. But those of those are two of my favorites at least of those. Michelle, come on. I don't know. This is a tough one. Um, that is a really tough one. I'm not going to lie. The, the only thing one. that I can really think of is a place in this world because he's kind of trying to manage his anger so he can, you know, function in life and society. Yes. See where I'm going with that at all? See? You're getting creative here. Coming up with answers. I like it. Now, before the episode, I asked Diane to come up with one for me. Yes, Ooh. I have one for you, Adam. Um, is it Adam Sandler? As... No, it's not. You were on the theme. Oh, Diane, you need Sandler. to make it really hard. It's not, because he made it ridiculously hard. Aww. These are, like, easy questions. Yeah, he needs a hard one. Okay. All right, give us a movie and a brief synopsis. Um, Hopefully this is a movie that we all have seen, because if not, I'm going to be really upset. In, in the movie The Little Mermaid, Ariel turns into a human to win Prince Eric's heart. However, a sea witch named Ursula disguises herself as a pretty girl and casts a spell on Eric to make him fall in love with her instead. If Ariel had an iPod, which Taylor Swift song would she listen to in this um, in this part of her life? Starlight. Why? I don't know. That's just what I thought of. That's what the movie reminded me of is because Starlight has kind of a Disney quality to it. Sort of a fairy tale-ish What feel. about Today Was a Fairy Tale? That has a fairy tale quality to it. okay i I feel like the obvious answer was better than revenge because she tried to steal eric that's what i was going for with this just saying yeah yeah i i guess you ladies view it from a different perspective than steve and i do right but i have actually seen that movie as opposed to the other ones we talked about well i figured most people have seen all i named three adam sandler movies and (laughs) you've seen little mermaid yes (laughs) Okay, I can't even... Okay, let's move on with the episode, because I can't even... Steve, ugh. Okay, I can't. I hope everybody liked our new game, though, if this was a movie. At least you got redemption there, Steve. You named the game for us. 
So from time to time, we'll bring it back on different episodes. If anybody else has ideas for games, definitely submit them to us because, you know, we don't want to use the same game every single episode, but playing a game is pretty darn fun. I thought this was fun, actually. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was cool. Actually, yeah, and they could submit the, some of the themes, like you did Adam Sandler. I'm sure there's a bunch of other people we could do out there. It would be cool. Well, of course there's themes we could – well, I, I don't know if the crowd listening right now is too young to go with, like, a Mel Brooks theme, but – Ooh. Uh, Steve's like, ooh, Steve knows those movies because nah, they're from like before balls. the rest of us were born. The only one I saw. <laughs> All right. So for our main discussion today, we're doing a song analysis on Innocent. Emily and Catherine actually both emailed in asking for it. So Catherine's email reads, hi, Adam or Diane, Steve slash whoever reads this email. It, it's me. I read it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's up to hi, Adam Catherine. if he wants to actually share them with us. So. Just address it to Adam. No, I share it all the time. <laughs> all right. Catherine says, I would like to request for you to discuss Innocent. I'm 99.99999% sure you haven't discussed it before, and if you have, I apologize. I also wanted to give my opinion slash director's chair, which the director's chair, of course, will do a little bit later, for the song, whether you end up talking, uh, whether or not you end up talking about it. So let's start with what Catherine had to say about the song itself. She said, so personally, I love this song. I didn't know a lot about it when it came out, but as I got older, I started relating to it a lot more. And now I'd say it's one of my favorite Taylor songs. The lyrics go so well together, and it sounds so honest and raw. It just hits me every single time. And my favorite lyrics are, wasn't it easier when you believed in everything and everybody believed in you? And time turns flames to embers. You'll have new Septembers. Every one of us has messed up to lives changed like the weather. One of the reasons the second lyric means so much to me is because I was born in September. So almost every September, I can look back and want to change something. All right. Thank you for sharing that, Catherine. So, guys, what do you think this song is about? Mr. Kanye West. Ah, the gay word. Just, 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 well, we're going to say that a lot in this episode. Diane's cursing. You guys should have given a disclaimer at the beginning about yes. the K word. We'll have to add that in afterwards. Adam will have the to edit it in. The K word will be used frequently in this episode. <laughs> if that offends you, viewer please fast discretion to the is end. advised. <laughs> or listener discretion is advised, I guess should be how that is. Yeah, they don't really view no. us. But here's the, here's the thing, though, Diane. I'm going to disagree with you. Ooh. I know. I, I'm going to pause there dun, for a dun, moment because everybody's dun, like, "How can any? How can anyone disagree that this song is about Kanye?" Because I don't think it's about Kanye. I think it was inspired by Kanye. But I think this was a very, very complex song addressing a variety of issues because mm-hmm. Taylor doesn't write about just the stories of what happened. She doesn't just write about the incident. She writes about the emotions. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay, that, that makes a lot of sense. And what I think this is about is Taylor's realization of adulthood and things not always being happy and amazing and fairy tale like. And it's also just not even just about Kanye, but also a new chapter in her life as well. I think she is using this song to acknowledge adulthood and acknowledge that while this may have been a big deal in her life, it's not the first time something bad is going to happen to her. It's deep. That's what wow. I think this song is about. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I left you all speechless. <laughs> I <laughs> love when I, I do I, that. I'd have to agree with you. And actually, I think part of it even is how it is played on the album itself, the, the Speak Now album. 
I kind of break the album, at least mentally myself, into two parts. And pretty much the first part goes from uh, mine the whole way through the story of us. And then the other half is never grow up to long live. And I feel that that second part of the album is a lot darker. You know, you have Haunted on there. You have Innocent. You have Last Kiss. You have Long Live. It's kind of more of a looking back sort of thing. And, and even the first part of that, Never Grow Up, is like huge. I think that one and Innocent have a lot of similarities. Well, actually, Steve, since you brought it up, I was going to bring up a par- like the idea of parallels later in the episode. But since you brought it up already now, let's talk about Never Grow Up versus Innocent. Okay. I think they're definitely two different chapters, but I think they're very strangely related. Mm -hmm. They're based on two different situations. Never Grow Up being the first night Taylor spent alone in her own apartment when she moved out of her parents' house. And Innocent being based on the K-word incident. But there's something strangely similar about the emotions behind them nonetheless. Almost like one's a continuation of the other. Right. Like one is about like never grow up is about not leaving behind that childhood where innocent is like, well, you know what? Here it is. I got to do it. I got to grow up. Mm -hmm. Oh, so it's like the next part almost. Yeah, it's it's the next next chapter of her life. It shows a a progression in mm -hmm. her her thought process. And a huge growth. Precisely. Oh, fascinating. Precisely. I like it. I mean, does anyone have anything else to say on that, or, or is my opinion the only one? Uh, no, did I, you guys like? Did I catch you off guard? Like, you no, didn't know I, I, was I think bring that's that good, and I, I think you could add to that parallel "long live" to kind of finish that off, and like bookends with "innocent" in the middle. Uh, just kind of, you know, it, a lot of it is is reflecting back, and that that I think is a big part about that is just reflecting back and you know thinking about your childhood and you know, never grow up and innocent where you make mistakes and, you know, you will be forgiven and then long live where you're pretty much making sure that whatever you do, hopefully people remember that long after you're gone. Taylor is just so wise at the, at the ripe old age of 24. Wow. Yeah. But she wrote this song when she was, oh my gosh, what, like 19, maybe? Uh, well, depending on the timeline. I mean, younger. Speak yeah, Now came out in, what, 2010? Mm-hmm. So, figure four years ago, she'll be 25 this year. So, it was, uh, she was almost 21 when it came out. So, about 20-ish. Mm-hmm. I think another one of the major themes of this song is not letting mistakes you've made in your past define you. As yes. you define you as you're moving forward in your life. That's actually a great call that definitely yeah, is there's a line where she almost says that um where is it well you'll have new septembers every one of us has messed up too yeah uh, the fir- i actually skipped the first line of that time turns flames to embers so kind of like time is gonna heal you right and that's exactly what the email from Catherine uh quoted that line as well i think it's a very strong line so um you know, we, we already alluded to it, but just to be clear, who's the song about? Kanye West. The I, K-word. It's, the K-word. Yeah, dun, it's dun, dun. probably also about, you know, Taylor and on all of what you said, Adam. Sorry, but go ahead. All of what I said? You mean about how it is also about Taylor? Yeah, it's about Taylor and what happened with Kanye. So it's more about her, but Kanye just played a part in it. Right. right. Which happened to be mm-hmm. the VMAs in September, which is why yes. there will be new Septembers. I think it's a recognition, too, of 
you know, having bad events happen to her. She, she realizes that, you know, there's going to be things like this in her future. And this is sort of her frame of mind. Like, you know, everyone makes mistakes. It's okay. Move forward. Right. Don't take it personally. Well, do you know what's kind of interesting? Is I pick up a very sad but hopeful tone within it. Like, she's sad about the incident, but hopeful for Kanye's future as well as her own. Mm -hmm. And something interesting that I believe Taylor herself said, or something similar to this at least, is that it gave her the opportunity to step back and look at a situation in someone else's shoes. And Mm. while a lot of people say Back to December is her only apology song, I think this might be not an apology song. But but just a song where she's humble and she takes that step back. An where acknowledgement. She, no, 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 no. Picture. It's not where she's apologizing, but mm-hmm. it's a song about forgiveness. She's forgiving him, forgiving mm-hmm. Kanye, mm-hmm. understanding he made a mistake. See where I'm going with that? I'm yeah, well, I mean that's really a testament to who Taylor is as a person too, because you know she could have gotten really angry about this, but instead she wrote "Innocent." I mean that's really cool. Yes, Michelle's still an innocent. Yes. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, so Kanye did give a very half-hearted apology for the incident. Oh, my gosh. Let's read that. Okay. He said, I'm so sorry to Taylor Swift and her fans and her mom. I spoke to her mother right after, and she said the same thing my mother would have said. Now, hold on. What what is that? What is the same thing my mother would have said? What do you think Taylor's mom said? I don't know. I want to know because Taylor's mom, if I know one thing about her, she is a very strong woman. Yes. And I'm going to tell you a story right now. It's an interesting story, but a fun story nonetheless. So at the ACM uh, ACM Awards a few years ago. I ended up, I was a seat filler, and just real quick for those who don't know what a seat filler is, like when people get up to go to the bathroom and stuff, you go sit in their seats, uh, so that way when the camera pans over the crowd, it doesn't look empty. So I was a seat filler for the award, and by complete coincidence, I sat in the aisle near Taylor's mom, across from Taylor's mom, rather. And I was sitting next to some grumpy, grumpy guy. I don't even know who he was. He was probably some behind-the-scenes executive who was grumpy because, like, some I don't know, his artist lost an award, right? And for those who don't know, with the seat fillers, one of the rules is you're not allowed to talk to the people you sit next to because they, you do end up sometimes sitting next to some of the artists and things like that, and they don't want you asking for autographs or doing anything like that to annoy them. So technically, I wasn't allowed to talk to this guy, and I didn't. I sat there very quietly. However, Taylor's mom was trying to get his attention because she obviously knew the guy, And he was not noticing. So I started to say, excuse me, sir. And he starts ripping into me, like really mad. And Taylor's mom, not having any idea who I am or the fact that I'm a big fan of her daughter, cuts him off and is like, no, not him, me. I'm the one trying to get your attention. Don't you yell at him. Good old Mama Swift. So... (laughs) I I know I took kind of longer than I needed to to tell that story, but that is why I wonder what she said to Kanye. Mm -hmm. Because if she ripped on that guy the way she did, just in my defense, 
She probably let Kanye have it. <laughs> that makes me really curious about what was said. I really want to know. All right, goal for all you uh, UK and uh, German Swifties out there going to the Red Tour. If any of you see Mama Swift walking around on the floor, go up to her. Be like, so what did you say to Kanye <laughs> after the VMAs? Well, well, one thing that's interesting is there's actually speculation that Kanye did not even stay for the rest of the awards, that he left and went home after that. Well, according to this apology, he said something. But why don't we finish the apology and then we can talk more about it? I'm sorry, I interrupted with a story. It happens from time to time. But your you stories, are, your stories are good, though. They're <laughs> fine. Oh, thanks, Steve. That makes like one person that appreciates them. I, I like that story that. too. That's anyway, true. so um, Kanye continues. I like the lyrics about being a cheerleader and she's in the bleachers. I'm in the wrong for going on stage and taking away from her moment. Beyonce's video was the best of this decade. I'm sorry to my fans if I let you guys down. I'm sorry to my uh, friends at MTV. I will apologize to Taylor tomorrow. Welcome to the real world. Everybody want to boo me, but I'm a fan of real pop culture. No disrespect, but we watching the show at the crib right now because, well, you know... I'm still happy for Taylor. Booyah! Yes, it does say that uh, for those of you listening. You... With lots of A's and lots of W's and exclamation points. I didn't even think Booyah had W's in it. It doesn't. Kanye does doesn't now. know how to spell now. Uh, <laughs> anyway, he goes on. He continues. You are very talented. I gave my awards to Outcast when they deserved it over me. That's what it is. I'm not crazy, y'all. I'm just real. Sorry for that. I really feel bad for Taylor, and I'm sincerely sorry. Much respect. And this was something that he posted on his blog um, after the incident. So at the so, end, it almost sounds like he is like, uh, what Taylor should have done is tried to give her award to Beyonce because she deserves it more. Like, he sort of um, hints. Oh, the way he says, like, I gave my oh, awards said, to Outcast yeah. yeah, when exactly. they deserved he's, it over me. He's definitely implying that he thinks that's what how Taylor should have handled it. Well, by no means is this a sincere apology. I mean, right from the part where he's like, I like the lyrics about being a cheerleader and she's in the bleachers, that's total sarcasm. Like, he's making fun of her and making fun of her song. Well, yeah, I mean, that's not really what the whole theme is. I mean, that was a cool part of that song. Don't get me wrong. I actually like that part, but that's not... You know, the one that bothers me, though, is at the very end, the much respect... Um, there's a lot of words yeah. that you can throw around that usually when you say them means that it's not like to tell you the honest truth usually means you're lying. <laughs> so when you say much respect, it's almost like it's no, it's not. You don't have to say much respect. Everything else that should have been written in there should have implied about the respect. Oh, it's totally disrespectful what he did and he knows it. He was probably just yeah. he was probably just told by like his record label or some publicist like, hey, you have to issue a public apology. And that's what he came up with because he's an illiterate moron. Well, yeah, I, yeah and it just wasn't like a full see, because to me, I feel like he was sorry that he said that to her, but he's not sorry about what he said. Like, like, like he he still meant what he said, but he just didn't like the way that he you know, was rude to her. Right. So it's almost like, really? I don't really take that as an apology. Then. Or that he's sorry that he got backlash for it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, hey, you want to know depressing fact of the day? Okay. 
the the illiterate moron that wrote that is making more money than any of us will ever make with our four-year degrees from universities. How do you know that? (laughs) (laughs) There's depressing fact of the day for you. Puts a smile on your face, doesn't it? He is is talented. He's sometimes a little misguided, let's put it that way, but he is a talented individual, and I do like some of his songs. I don't have a problem with his music, but... You know, the the award shows, we've seen this so many times where you expect a certain person to get an award. You believe it. You know that there is without a doubt that they should get that award. And there's just so many things in play that can control that. That You know, we've seen that with Taylor before where we really thought that she was destined for a certain award and she was passed over maybe based on the voting and just everything around that. So, Steve, he's a bozo. Like, don't defend him. No, but we've we've all felt that way but the thing is is we've never done something like that correct because of our feelings he's the only one that ever acted on he it thinks he's above look that. like a jerk that that's part yeah. of the reason with him giving his award to outcast you know well, if he, even if he thinks that they deserve the award more the people that gave him that award thinks he deserves it more, and that should be the respect level there where he respects their decision even though he may agree that Outcast should have won that award. That's a fair point, but I do want to get back to the song itself, though. Back onto Taylor rather than Kanye. It's kind of depressing me. I'm sorry, Steve. <laughs> You're saying some very interesting things, but it's just upsetting me that, that someone like him even exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, let alone is a celebrity that we all watch and know what's going on. So the secret message for the song is life is full of little interruptions. It's the secret message, which, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. Of course, he interrupted Taylor's speech. Now, the interesting thing is that Taylor has a picture of Kanye stealing the mic from her in her apartment in Nashville with a caption underneath that has that same quote, life is full of little interruptions. That is so strong of her to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, like, cause I'm, I'm, I'm sure she felt awful after that happened. Well, she says and... that it reminds her that nothing is going to go exactly the way you plan it to. And I think that the power of that message is why she does it. Yeah, that makes sense. The other thing that's interesting there is saying little interruptions, because that's a big interruption, at least in our <laughs> minds and the media and oh, everybody yeah. was a buzz with that. But for her to even consider that, hey, you know what? This is this is just a little thing. And we'll get past it, and that's just how life is. And that that's big to even see it that way is how little of an interruption it was. Well, Steve, I think that's a slight bit of sarcasm and a, a slight bit of honesty. The sarcasm being, of course, it was a big thing, not a little thing. But the honesty being that that is, you know, in 20 years from now, she's going to look back and it be like, why was I so worked up about it? Like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's one of those things. I have to take that same mentality from time to time with, with something I get upset about. I'll be like, in 20 years from now, am I still going to care? Yeah. And if the answer is no, you move on. Right. And use mm-hmm. it as a learning experience. And I think that's what Taylor means by life is full of little interruptions, is that what started as a big deal is going to become nothing as time goes on. I agree. That makes sense. But it's. It's really cool that she can see that, you know, still um, being just on the other side of it happening. You know what I'm saying? She can see that 
she takes it and she turns it into good, like something horrible that happened to her. Well, it's like I said, she's wise beyond her years. That's so true. Yes. She's even wiser than Steve at his uh. age. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, let's dive deeper into the lyrics here, shall we? Okay. Who's got some favorite lyrics they can pull out of that song? Ooh, I do, I do. That's what you all should be saying right now. Yes, well, I don't know what's your favorite lyrics. There's lots of good lyrics out of here. We'll just give us a second. We'll find a couple of ones that we think are stellar. This is called Steve's Lack of Preparation for Recording Today. No, what? there's just like a million different lyrics. Like, I've got there's one. There's so many beautiful Michelle's words. Michelle's got Go one. Michelle. Okay, I like... Wasn't it beautiful running wild till you fell asleep before the monsters caught up to you? I think that's oh like gosh, visually yeah. really beautiful. Well, what do you think it means? What do you think the meanings behind it? Like, how can you relate that to Taylor's life now? Well, I guess I think of it in terms of like a little kid who's, you know, monsters in their closet sort of thing. And um, as you get older, you know, it's like uh, you realize that there's monsters in your life, um, meaning like bad things that are going to happen to you and you do have to confront them because they, I mean, that stuff is going to happen to everyone. Is, is Kanye Taylor's monster? (laughs) I think, I think think it's more of a general. Is she, is Kanye going to jump out of Taylor's closet and go, boo? Uh, let's hope not. (laughs) I think that'd be scarier than a real monster. (laughs) Uh, yeah. (laughs) Why are you in my house? Adam, I got my line now. What, Steve? I got my line. Go for it, buddy. All right. Who you are is not what you did. Boom. Yes. That's a big line right there. That's a great one. Keep going, Steve. Go with it. That, that, no, that's 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 pretty much that's the line. That's the one I like right there. I, I know. Go with your thoughts is what <laughs> I meant. Well, I, I think the important thing is you shouldn't be defined by all of your actions. You know, if you have – everyone has little – bumps in the road, something that they might not be proud of or something like that. But you can't be defined by just that. You you should be able to be who you are as a person and not defined by your events and the what such. That's true, Steve. It be, it reminds me actually of a quote from Batman Begins that I'm trying to find right now, the exact <laughs> quote. Was it? Do you know which one I'm talking about? Is it, is it I'm Batman? No, it's not. <laughs> That's a good quote. It's uh something like it, it's not oh, what you I know do that Oh, I do know which one you. you're talking about. So oh. It's, oh, it's it, it's here we go. Okay. I, th- I think I have it somewhere. It's not what you are underneath. It's what you do that defines you. Oh, you oh sorry. Do, wait, you got to do it in your Batman voice. Try it again. It's not what you are underneath. It's what you do that defines you. That's great. That is Ooh, deeply I, I love his Batman voice. <laughs> That's sure. actually how Christian Bale reads it yeah, in the I'm in the next film. Though that was scary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just waiting until uh, Christian Bale hangs it up and they do a casting call for Batman and you apply and you get the job. Mm. I should interview. I'll be like, you'd be awesome as Batman. Batman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but Steve, you're right. It it is a really big line, and you know we're always talking about how Taylor's wise beyond her years, and that's. The fact that she recognizes something like that, that it's not what you do that defines you. It is what you are underneath. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said I think this is a song about forgiveness. It's not an apology like I sort of alluded to. It's a song about forgiveness where she's showing she forgives him. She's saying, I know that's not who you are. 
that's just something you did. Right. Even though it's and not his first incident. I mean, he's had many incidents. <laughs> so I'm starting to wonder if it, it really needs to be defined by him. But, you know, oh, well. Right. And Diane, what have you got for us? Um, I like the it's near the um, beginning of the song when she says, wasn't it beautiful when you believed in everything and everybody believed in you? Because that happens when you're older, like people start to doubt you. And that's a hard thing that you just have to live with and 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 move with and it just sucks because when you're a kid people are always like oh look she's so cute she's gonna be an ice skater diane i've seen your baby pictures whoever said that about you oh Oh, (laughs) wow wow i'm sorry no you're not (laughs) you mean you're not sorry exactly you're not sorry no i forgot what i was saying (laughs) you're gonna be an ice skater yeah and just like when you get older and 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 people doubt you, it's just hard to deal with and know like why I was so cool when I was a kid. But when I'm older, it's just like things get in the way and life happens and you're not able to do the things that you thought you could do or you wanted to do because people are there in your way sometimes. So, so at- the monsters catch up to you? Yeah, the yes. monsters. <laughs> so at the core of that message, it's talking about growing up being hard, which is one of the various themes mm-hmm. of this song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I say various themes because there are a million of them. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a really full song of good stuff in there that, you know, really until we analyze it there, I didn't even think of some of this stuff. Exactly. So, so far we have forgiveness. We have going into adulthood is hard. Um, the unspoken one is the fact that there always is some level of innocence in us, no matter how old we get. And then another one that I found goes along with the quote that I decided to pull out as one of my favorites. And that's the the line that says, lost your balance on a tightrope. It's never too late to get it back. And what I think of that song is it's actually kind of a reference to the life of a celebrity. Celebrities are always walking on a tightrope because everybody is always judging everything they do. And she's saying he just lost his balance for a minute. He screwed something up and it's not too late to get get it back and get his reputation back. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It also reminds me of Treacherous. I don't know when you were saying that, walk on the tightrope and all that. All all I'm thinking is uh, this slope is treacherous. (laughs) Well, here's something interesting, too is I was reading up on this song and other people's opinions before that, and I was thinking that line could almost also refer to Taylor's Grammy performance that was highly criticized. Mm. The one she she sang was Stevie Nicks. Yes. Mm -hmm. The one that was highly criticized, because in the same respect, she kind of lost her balance on that tightrope. Every performance is just that for her. It's a performance. She's being judged on it. Very true. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. You know, just looking back through the song, I also really, um, I noticed, today is never too late to be brand new. Ooh. And I think that's that's really hopeful, and that speaks to you no matter who you are and where you are in your life. I think that also ties to the line I just picked also. Yes, it does. That's why I said it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we could make all those uh, those success posters and all that stuff with some of the lines from this song. There's so many good lines that right, could be on really like could. those motivational posters. 
Let's do it, Steve. Right. Let's uh, make swift everybody, motivational everybody posters. Everybody go, everyone go tweet Taylor Nation 13. Tell them you want success posters with Taylor quotes on them. <laughs> yeah, forget that. I want stuffed Meredith way before we do that. Uh, <laughs> Got to have priorities. I actually, I, I tweeted them your idea when they were, uh, you know, on, on 13 Days of Taylor, when one of the days they had a picture of like Meredith in a pose. Yeah. I, I tweeted them and I was like, is tomorrow's product stuffed Meredith's? <laughs> I, I mean, who knows if they ever saw it, but... I tweeted them that initially. Yeah, well... Uh, I I really hope that happens sometime. I would seriously buy three of them right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't picked up on it yet. Maybe one day. So, finally, our last bit and favorite bit of song analyses is director's chair. So, before we give our directorial visions, we got Catherine's perspective. She said how I would see the music video made so for the first parts and how it would open is just taylor sitting in a mansion in a big dusty chair singing but there would be small flashes of lights which would cut back or which would cut to black and white flashbacks like fights with an older guy who would be, who'd be like her father in parentheses for the sake of the 30 oh the sake of the 32 line the line of course that Ooh, i like that yeah and then when it gets to the third verse time turns flames to embers etc etc she would start getting darker and the house would start what's luke burning mean i think that means it's like start like oh, burning around start her. like burning around her sorry there was a typo in our in our notes here <laughs> you, you thought it was luke bryan for a second you were like what does this have to do with luke, <laughs> luke bryan my man crush Shh, steve everybody knows already <laughs> luke bryan's my man crush. i know i know and taylor's my woman crush uh, <laughs> where was i in Catherine's email uh, uh, the uh, oh dark house and would like start burning around her and then it could end with a different scene with the previous mentioned character apologizing anybody have any thoughts on that i like that a lot so with so with her version um the bad guy i guess would be like her dad who or maybe who who could have been like mean to her hit her or something really dark and i like that sort of dark twist that she um made the song into i think that's really cool i think it's cool but it also kind of veers away from from the um whole i i guess theme of innocence and entering adulthood unless you spin it where the older person you know it, it is still taylor's character entering adulthood and being forgiving to the older character in the story mm-hmm yeah, it's possible. That makes sense. Yeah, so. I like that a lot. Does anybody have any really strong ideas for the director's chair? Because I think Catherine's was really good, and we're getting dangerously close to one hour on this episode. <laughs> but that's okay. You wanted yeah. the new, the new, uh, you know, and improved that we did more. This was to be super yeah. episode. These are these are still. This was a super episode, it, well, but it doesn't have to be to five be hours long. Ep- well, it, it can continue. I, I don't think we need to end it if we got some good stuff. Uh, the one thing I, that's interesting about the chair piece, though, it it kind of actually resembles the video of what she did when she performed it at the VMAs. Because yes. she was sitting in a chair, um, walking around barefoot, that kind of thing. So, I don't know. That's kind of the first thing popped into my mind is is the VMA performance about thinking about what a video would look like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I'm sorry, Michelle, you were sp- going to say something before Steve started rambling on and interrupting you rudely. Um, <laughs> Life Steve, is full of interrupt interrupt interruptions. Uh, yeah. Life is- <laughs> Steve's full of those today. Steve is the Kanye. <laughs> okay, so my vision for this is also pretty dark. Um, I'm not even sure if it's something that Taylor would do, but I envisioned, like, um, I don't know, maybe a 19, 20-year-old guy sitting in a graffiti alley uh, with his knees up and, like, his head on his arms, like, looking kind of dejected and um, having it kind of flash back to maybe, like, like gang scenes, like things getting out of control. Um, mm. Maybe, you know, somebody falling to the ground kind of insinuating that there that there was a death or a serious injury. And then he's kind of sitting on, on in the alley, like, reflecting about it and really regretting the way that it was handled. Mm. That's very different. Wow. Yeah. I like it. I'm going to start lobbying for Michelle to be Taylor's next video director. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I'm not sure that she would go for it, though, because, like I said, it's a, it's a way different direction than anything she's done. But she does, she does like to, you know, mix it up. So who knows? Yeah, but going dark, like dark, dark, and showing some of the, the bad things in life, how is that any different from the I Knew You Were Trouble music video? I don't think what you said is any worse than that. Yeah, I don't think it's worse than that. Yeah, maybe not. I mean that is that like involves. Violence. I mean, if there were some, there there could be some pretty violent scenes. So it has the capability to get worse than I knew you were trouble, mm-hmm. depending on on how you did it. True. Well, you'd be the director, so how would you? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> she would be the director. <laughs> so, do you guys have any other strong ideas? Well, I th- Diane, Steve, I, I think one of the things no, is Taylor and white, um, just because white symbolizes innocence and purity so you know that's that's kind of a theme i think that's important there you could start out something more dark but at the end the main thing is to make sure that whoever the main person throughout that is is in white at the end Mm -hmm. that's interesting steve i'm trying to think back since you mentioned that as to whether or not any existing taylor videos utilized colors to express themes well, she has a whole album that yeah, color I wonder. Reason. I wonder if Red had anything to Red? do with colors. I don't know. Red, Red. <laughs> That's really funny, Adam. It's like you forgot. No, no, no. no. It's a whole Taylor album. No, I didn't forget a whole Taylor album. I said videos, right. not yeah, songs. I, know. I was just giving him crap because I saw an opening. So right. Good job. Keep it up, <laughs> Michelle. I don't know if you're going to be invited back anymore. Well, Shannon, send send more emails saying that you like me and he'll have no choice. <laughs> nice. Everybody loves Michelle. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'd say that just about wraps it up for a discussion on Innocent. It was quite a long and in-depth one, but I think this song is absolutely fantastic and deserved that conversation. So, as always, Diane, on a scale of 1 to 13, what would you give this song? Ooh, uh, this song is beautiful and it's just great. So I'm going to go with like a, I don't know, like a 12. It's not my favorite, but it's definitely awesome. A 12? Okay, Steve? I'm going to give it an 11. And part of the reason is I do think it's a great song. My problem is it should have been a single. She performed it at an award show. I don't understand why it wasn't a single. Well, Steve, she performed it at an award show because it was the award show that one year prior... Kanye stole the mic from her and that inspired the song understandable but part of the thing is they say that Kanye's runaway was the answer to Taylor Swift's innocent and that became his single after he performed it on the VMAs 
An in- I don't know if it became an answer as much as like an admission uh, of being the opposite of innocent. It's him saying, I'm not innocent. So I guess in a way it's kind of like an answer. But at least it was a single. Innocent should have been a single. Now, who on my panel here has actually read the lyrics for Kanye's Runaway? I have. That I is a vulgar, dirty them. song. Well, I do not recommend it. I do yeah. not recommend it. Yes. On a scale of 1 to 13, that gets a negative 13. Wow. That song is Point terrible. <laughs> sorry, Kanye. I don't think you're listening right now anyway. Uh, I'm sorry, Steve. I think I interrupted you. Did you have any more with that? No, nope, that's pretty much it. I'll give it an 11. Right. Cool. Michelle, 1 to 13. 8. Ooh. 8. That's low for you. I know. I This has just never been one of my favorites. I think the lyrics, there's some really good lyrics in here, but it's just... Too slow? It's, it's Yeah, it's slow, and I do... Yay, a, someone that doesn't okay. like slow songs. No, I do like slow songs. <laughs> there's some slow songs I like. This one just never really... It never really did it for me. I don't know. I never played it that much. Um, I listened to it a few times tonight, but beyond that, I've probably only listened to it maybe three or four times ever, so... Okay. Mm. Now, in that respect, I haven't listened to this song a whole lot either, but that's because, as everyone knows, I don't like slow songs. But because... the you know, I'm making up rules as I go. I'm going to rate it on two scales. Uh-oh. As a song that I enjoyed listening to, I had put it in the same ballpark as Michelle, like a 7-8-ish. But in terms of writing quality in the lyrics, I give it like 13 13s. Ooh. Okay, I agree okay. with that 100%. That's kind of where I'm at, too. Lyrics good, song, eh. Michelle's like my twin. You're welcome back on the show anytime. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I redeemed myself. Yes. You did. And uh, since you redeemed yourself, Michelle, I'm going to give you the honor of reading our very first mini-segment submission for the episode. And mind you, we got a lot of them. These things, it's weird. They kind of come in waves. Like, some episodes will have, like, three or four submissions. And then some episodes will have, like, 50, and we'll have to narrow them down. Anyway, this is one of the big episodes. So, let's get through it. Okay. So uh, this one comes from Super Swift Fan Four on Twitter. You know you're a Swifty when you have lost track of your perfect score streak on Quiz Up. Uh, wow! Number one nice. thirty. <laughs> number one thirty. Is, uh, is, is that is that a score? Possibly there. Yeah, score? I'm not familiar with Quiz Up, so I got a little confused there. But uh, now Michelle really just verified she hasn't been listening to every episode of no, Taylor. No, I remember you talking about it, but I've never played it. Well, you should, because the Taylor section, I did most of the questions. And because Super Swift Fan 4 seems to have them memorized, I'm going to have to do more. <laughs> hint, hint, in the future, I'm actually working on it. Why, is it 130? Is that a perfect score? No, what it is, Steve, what I have found at this point is because there are only so many questions in the game, you get a lot of repeat questions, so then it becomes a matter of how quickly you can answer it, not uh, whether or not you know it. Oh, okay, I got you. So I am in the process of writing more questions for that category right now. Really? So for those of you getting, yeah, I am, Steve. You want to help? Uh, possibly. I got some we'll good see. questions. All right. Send them over to me. All right. So for those of you who memorized the questions, you're going to be in for it soon. <laughs> you're gonna, you're I have gonna no get idea some crazy new... tough ones, huh? In for a shock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. So, Steve, next one. Okay, this uh, next one comes from 13... All Too Well 13 on Taylor Connect. And it's a, you know you're a Swifty when you type something at school and your fingers automatically start typing Taylor. 
Do you know what's funny is I, uh, like, I guess auto type as well, or I, or default, I don't know what you want to call it, but I don't start typing Taylor. I usually, it's my own name. Okay. But I've definitely done that before where I go to type something and just completely subconsciously type my name instead. Is that because you're so vain? (laughs) Yep. Mm -hmm. Steve Steve is like butter tonight because he's on a roll. Oh. Hey, I've had some good ones too. Yeah, but Steve just has the puns coming. Yes. (laughs) You just have the insults. I have the insults wrapped in a pun. Yeah, Michelle is just so mean. Ah, I got one. (laughs) Michelle is so mean. Okay, sorry. Why did I have to be so mean? Off topic, off topic. Diane. This next one comes from Swift Agency 13, and she says, you know you're Swifty when you're ranked number two in your state for the Taylor Swift category for Quiz Up. What is with number two? You listen to Taylor talk. We use all those questions for trivia. You should be number one. (laughs) I know, that is kind of weird. Come on, yeah, Hannah, but there, maybe together. there's a, a someone that's just a, a more better Swifty at the quiz questions. I don't know what state it is. It could be anywhere. Another Taylor it's a talk small listener. State. Yeah. I'm gonna have to make the questions more challenging next time around. <laughs> that's my evil laugh, by the way. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that's, that's more evil there. <laughs> okay. All right. So Super Swift Fan 4 on Twitter says, you know you're Swifty when you hear your friends groan, then you realize it's because you're talking about Taylor again. Oh. <laughs> My sister does that to me all the time. She's like, um, do you ever talk about anything else? Your you sister's lame. <laughs> and I she's can say that because I know she's not fan. listening. <laughs> no, she's not listening. <laughs> okay, this one comes from Stars Eat Mars. You know you're a Swifty. Slash Taylor Talker when you stay up till seven in the morning to catch up on Taylor Talk thirteen during Christmas break. Sounds like a fun way to cure boredom when you got no school. That's really late slash early seven a.m. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, don't act like you've never done it. I've only done that a couple times in my life. Uh huh. I like my sleep. Uh. Yes, me too. <laughs> okay, and the uh, next one here comes from Swizzle Julie on Twitter and. If Swifties ruled the world, the soundtrack for every movie would be written by Taylor. Yes! And I'm not just saying yes to uh, every soundtrack. I'm also saying yes to the fact that somebody is still submitting in If Swifties Ruled the World. Oh. I know. We don't usually get a lot of those. Because I'd like to fill in Michelle because you're you're the new kid on the block here. If Swifties Ruled the World is actually the original version of this segment on the show. Ooh, the old school And then... And then you know your Swifty when got added to it, and it was, then it became intermixed, and then somehow you know your Swifty when just completely took over, and now we rarely get if Swifties ruled the world submissions. Hmm. Oh, okay. So I'm very happy to get an original. So, so if she was doing all the soundtracks to every movie, doesn't that mean that she would be winning a Golden Globe and an Oscar? Yeah, and everything. Yes. Yeah, she would win every Golden Globe and every. That would be Oscar. great. Yeah. Or everyone related to soundtracks. Although she'd right. also be losing everyone too, Steve. <laughs> you, you always got to put that negative perspective on things. I'm trying to be positive here. Nah. <laughs> All right. This next one is a survey response, so it's anonymous. Um, and they say, you know you're Swifty when you log onto the computer um, at work shh, and you do an immediate search for Taylor Swift just to see what's up with Taylor. 
Yeah. Sounds like a very productive use of time. I'm sure your employers really appreciate you using time on the clock for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it makes some people more productive, though. You know, they get that little boost in the morning, and then they can go to town and get more work done. It's good for morale. Exactly. That's the spirit, Steve. And again, if anyone's wondering what that survey is, it's the survey on taylortalk.org. There just happened to be a submission in there, which we've actually never gotten a submission through a survey response before. I know. That was the first time I was surprised so to see it. So congratulations, yeah. anonymous person. You were the first one to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, congrats indeed. And the next one was an email from Shannon, Michelle's best friend. <laughs> At least I think it's the same Shannon. Who said, if Swifties ruled the world, yes. If Swifties ruled the world, autocorrect would recognize the words Swifty and Swifty. That is Swifty with a Y and Swifty with an I-E. You're so non-confrontational, Shannon. There is such a huge debate going on with that. But of course we all know that Swifty with a Y is correct. Because when I type it in to my, my iPhone, Swifty with a Y is fine. But Swifty with an I-E has that red line under indicating that it's misspelled oh that's probably because you don't usually spell it that way though if it's on your iphone sorry (laughs) (laughs) just gotta be honest there okay uh you know you're a swifty when you are glad you're traveling alone on a business trip so you can jam to taylor the whole way yeah and that's from rachel through text message ah text message thank you for texting rachel here's a challenge for you though rachel Next time you go on a business trip, see if you can take it with a coworker and use that time to convert them to a, becoming a Swifty. Ooh. But only a Swifty with a Y. <laughs> Not IE. <laughs> Unless it has an S at the end, then that's okay. IES. Okay. Thank you for clarification, sorry, Steve. Sorry. I got the last one here, and it's from the Tony45 on Twitter. And it's, uh, you know, you're a Swifty when you're at Disney World meeting Princess Ariel. And you turn the conversation to Taylor. And that is a true story. That is funny. Ariel knew who Taylor was. Well, of course. We just talked about the Little Mermaid earlier here today on this episode. That's, so that's twice now. Of course Ariel knows who, the, who Taylor Swift is. The whole world knows who Taylor Swift is. Yes. And I'm pretty sure unless you live under a rock, uh, you know her name. I, I don't understand uh, not, why Taylor's not one of the Disney princesses. Not to mention, Diane... I don't want to break your heart here, but I'm I just I have to throw this truth out. Wait, what are you going to say? At Disney World, Ariel is not the real Ariel. That's an actor playing Ariel. She's real at Disneyland. Mm. I don't know what they have going on in Florida. No, it's still still just an actor. Okay, but let's talk about what Steve said for a second. Making yes. Taylor Swift into a Disney princess, that is the best idea ever. Steve, it's already done. She's called Rapunzel. <laughs> Ooh. Already been done, Betty. Yeah, but she didn't she, voice that character. She could be though. a voice. Oh, that's what you meant. You Disney meant being princess. a voice actor. Well, not yeah. only that, but yeah. then actually being a Disney princess, like, you know. Yeah, I was thinking Ariel like Princess and... Taylor. Right. Yeah, she is our the... princess or our queen or, you know, I've I've heard ver- both versions there, but This is going to be shame on me for a moment for not knowing this, Mm -hmm. but because Taylor has done a voice acting job before, who put out the Lorax? Mm, Not Um, Disney. (laughs) Not Disney. (laughs) Thank you, Steve. I knew that The same people that did Shrek. DreamWorks. DreamWorks, yeah. DreamWorks? They actually got a winner besides Shrek? 
Well, I know uh, they did Shrek. I cannot verify if they did the Lorax. Oh, but... you're killing me here. I was depending I have, on like, you for that hunch. one. Let me just look it up real quickly. I know we're seeming like such amateurs right now, but for the record, for everybody listening, we don't always know where a conversation is going to lead. Therefore, we don't always look up this information ahead of time. Just kind of a little disclaimer there. Now, actually, yes. not DreamWorks. It's not. Yeah, it's not on there. Illumination Entertainment. Huh. And released to Universal Pictures. All right. Oh, so it's Universal. Okay. Yep. We have an answer. Yay. Thank you for that, Steve. My internet must just be faster than your your guys' internet. <laughs> yeah, I just couldn't find it for a second, but I was getting there, Steve. All right. Now, before we sign off and say goodbye to everyone on, like, the longest episode we've done in a really long time. It's a super episode. It's a super episode. You would I don't know. Super. I honestly don't think every episode is going to break an hour like this, but this one did. So We shall see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. But a quick announcement before we go. For those of you interested in Taylor Talk t-shirts, the larges and extra larges are both officially sold out. There are only mediums and smalls left. So for all you little itty-bitty people out there, well... You still have your options, but there aren't many left either. And just a reminder, once these are sold out, we're not printing anymore. So if you don't get it, you don't get it. I have mine. I have mine. I have mine too. Michelle? Um, I'm slacking. Oh. Michelle, even Taylor has one. But I don't wear a large or an XL, so I'm still good. <laughs> well, don't wait until <laughs> the other like, sizes sell time. out, though. <laughs> yeah, there, there really aren't very many left. But that was just my final announcement. They are on taylortalk.org slash store. And they're only $13. Magic number 13. Kept it low for you guys. It's not a for-profit endeavor. We're not trying to make millions of dollars off of you. We're really just trying to pay our server costs for, you know, putting on this show. That's really all it is. So if you guys can help us support the show, we'd really appreciate it. It'd be very, very nice of you, in fact. Well... I got nothing else to say. So, I think I'm going to say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. So long. Farewell. Ooh. Oh, you guys know that's not. You... Yeah, Steve got uh-huh. it. <laughs> Steve's old, though. Um, you guys know that's not how we sign off. If you guys want to contact us in any way, shape, or form, submit it to the mini segments or otherwise, remember you can email us, taylortalk at taylorswift13.org. You can tweet us, Facebook us, Taylor Connect us, or ask a question on AskFM, all to the username taylortalk13. You can leave us a voicemail or text message to area code 240-31-SWIFT. That's uh, for U.S. and Canada or international if you want a really long distance rate. But if you don't want the long distance rate, you can, of course, leave a voicemail directly on taylortalk.org. There's a button on the side that says send voicemail. And, of course, if you forgot anything at all, any of those methods, you can visit taylortalk.org slash contact. And all of our contact methods are there for you. So for now, this has been episode 117 of Taylor Talk. My name is Adam. I'm Diane. I'm Michelle. And I'm Steve. And we're saying have a great day, guys. We will see you all next week for episode 118. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Take care. This podcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift.